eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. by the Saints for a touchdown! Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans! We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hey, all, and welcome in to another edition of Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, coming at you with a quick episode. This is going to be kind of our coming off a road trip Wednesday to Thursday episode where I break down the initial injury report of the week and then get into a topic in the back half of the pod. It's going to be a two-segment pod, and the second segment is going to be about injuries as well. So basically what we had today is we had an injury report come out. I'm going to go through all that, but then we got to talk to Derek Carr, which surprised me. I think the Saints are heavily invested in the idea of a smokescreen because I don't think Derek Carr is going to play. I don't think that Dennis Allen thinks Derek Carr is going to play, but we are still going to sit here and talk about the prospect of Derek Carr playing. And it's interesting because I think if you left it up to Derek Carr, he would be out there playing with that AC that AC shoulder joint sprain that we all know way too much about. But first things first, you know, we also should mention that Alvin Kamara is back at practice. We did talk to him today, but I do want to save that for our final episode of the week because that's going to be talking a lot about what he can bring to this offense against the Bucks. So that's more suited to our preview episode. So stay tuned for that later in the week. This is going to be an injury-specific episode, not a suspension-specific episode, which we could spend a whole lot of time on. 
But let's go through the injury report. Obviously, as you could have probably guessed, Derek Carr is on the injury report. He is a DNP. I expect that to be the case for the next three days. So we don't need to get into it. We can talk more about Derek Carr in the back half. But there is one injury on here that I think is notable because Jordan Howden ended up in the injury report late in the week with a finger issue. Now, he played through it in week three, but it does sound like that finger issue might be more significant than it appeared. And so here's what Dennis Allen had to say about it today, and he was pressed on it. And, you know, you, you, you decide for yourself whether you think that this is a significant finger injury or not. Jordan Howden uh, injured his finger last week in practice. Um, he he uh, had an injured finger and, and uh, played through it in the game. Um, and, and so he's, he's out right now. Um, and we'll, we'll see where he's at as the week goes on. Was that something that, like, had to get surgery after the game or, or something like that? Yeah, I'm not going to get into all the specifics. He's got a finger. Um, you know, I know you guys – are doing your job and everything, but um, ultimately there's an injury report. He's got an injured finger, didn't practice today. Um, we'll see where we go throughout the week. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if he's going to play. I think a finger issue is one that you should be able to recover from pretty quickly. You should be able to wrap it up. You should be able to cover it. But I do wonder, if not for Marcus May's suspension, if you would even be considering playing with this, if this is something you would want to let heal. Either way, Jordan Howden, I thought, did play pretty well. Mike Haas talked to Mickey Loomis on WWL this week and kind of got into Howden's performance. This is what Mickey had to say. You know, we also had Jordan Howden. who got the start yeah. in place of Marcus May, and I thought he performed pretty well for his first outing. And so it's, it's nice to have a rookie class making uh, an impact and contributing, contributing to your team in their first year because – I typically don't expect that, but it's nice to have. And I agree with that. I think Jordan played pretty well. There were some rookie moments. I think he took some rough angles, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty impressive performance for a rookie in his first major role. Obviously, he got into dime packages uh, in weeks one and two, but this was his first real trial by fire. I thought he stood up pretty well. Obviously, we all know how that game ended. We all know that the Packers came back, the defense got gassed, and, you know, I don't think we need to get into a ton more on the defensive side than that. A lot of people come keep coming at me telling me, well, this defense, why isn't this defense good? Guys, they shut out the Packers through three and a half quarters of that game. I mean, <laughs> there's only so much you can ask a defense to do. The offense needs to control the ball to some extent. They were not able to do it. And I think you just saw defense get gassed. It was not Jordan Howden's fault. I thought he played fine. That's one to be one to watch because... If he doesn't go, where what are you left with at safety? You know, you have some options. You have Lonnie Johnson. You have Ugo Amadi. The Saints did sign Daniel Sorensen to the practice squad. I would not be surprised if he gets called up if he has a significant role. There were a few other notable roster moves that we can talk about. I know some listeners of this podcast will be thrilled to hear. Traquan Smith, he's no longer on the Saints. He has been released from injured reserve. This is what Dennis Allen had to say about it today. Well, we actually couldn't have kept him on IR because he was actually healthy. So we had to make a decision, you know, at that point in time. And, and uh, you know, I think we just made the decision that we would go ahead and release him and give him an opportunity to go uh, potentially sign with somebody else. Does that also speak to the comfortability you have with some of the receivers in the building that 
Yeah, look, we feel good about the guys that we have. Obviously, you know, our top three have played, you know, really well for us. You know, we feel good about Kirkwood. Um, you know, they, they, I, I just I feel like that's a that's a good room. We've got a couple of good young receivers that we like. Um, and so, you know, we felt like that was the move to make in the best interest of our football team. It was an interesting answer to me because they didn't technically have to release him this week. They could have waited one more week, but he is healthy. So they would have had to make a decision one way or the other on him. And so he's going to get a chance to sign somewhere. Wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in Denver. Either way, not on the Saints anymore. We don't have to talk about how important blocking is for wide receivers. The Saints team likes its wide receiver room. Good for good for them. Good for Traquan. Hopefully he can latch on somewhere. But that's one of those moves. The Saints also released Kirk Merritt off of the practice squad. And, and that's been kind of an interesting saga. I don't know what the deal is there. Um, you know, the, he, he, he made the 53, never really got an opportunity, got sent to the practice squad, got released off the practice squad. It's strange because there are roster spots available. The Saints are not hurting for roster spots, although they did lose one this week in terms of Alvin Kamara is back now filling one. So you're kind of just looking at that. But either way, Kirk Merritt is no longer on the roster. I almost wonder if there's a point with some of these practice squad guys where they see, okay, I have a better opportunity to go play to go sign with an XFL team to go sign with another team not in the NFL and actually play as opposed to being on the practice squad so that's gonna be something but let's get back to the injury report next up obviously Derek Carr move on from that Caesar Ruiz that is a significant injury to watch because we've seen this offensive line it's been rough with the guys healthy I'm very concerned what might happen if you have to go into a week with guys getting hurt, with guys going down without Caesar Ruiz. So he's in the concussion protocol. Who knows? There's no way to know how quickly he's going to get through that, whether he'll be able to play. So you're going to have to look, okay, is this a Nick Saldaveri week? Is this finally, you know, we saw Kendra Miller and Jordan Howden last week. Kendra Miller made his, deb- made his debut after missing a couple weeks with injury. Saldaveri hasn't been hurt. Saldaveri has just been inactive. So maybe this is the week he makes his debut. That'll be one to watch. I think I know the Saints are high on him. I know that they really were confident going after him. So if Caesar Ruiz can't play, you're you're probably going to see Andres Pete at left guard, James Hurst at right guard again. But if one of those guys has to come out, Saldaveri is probably the next guy off the bench. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Storm Norton, interestingly, was signed off the Saints practice squad and is now on the Falcons. So that's an interesting one. And the Saints, as I predicted, signed Jake Luton off of the Panthers practice squad. There were a few options. Dennis Allen said they looked at a few options. And I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Simeon was among them, if Ian Book was among them, guys who can pick up this offense quickly because they've been in it before. But it's going to be Jake Luton. He will be on the active roster because you have to. You can't sign someone off the practice squad onto your own practice squad unless they want that. But I believe that he will be on the active roster and he'll be the backup quarterback so that you can utilize Taysom Hill. Because Dennis Allen has been asked a few times about what the goal is with Taysom Hill. Are you going to change his role? And this is what he said today. Yeah, I don't think a whole lot's going to change. Um, you know, we'll we'll uh, 
you know, obviously we got a plan in place, you know, in terms of what we're going to do. I certainly don't want to, you know, kind of kind of give away our secrets in terms of what our plans are schematically and, and who's playing when and where and all those kinds of things. So uh, obviously, guys, we'll have a plan in place uh, regardless of who's playing at the quarterback position and, and uh, we'll be ready to go on Sunday. Yeah, so you're not – yeah, I mean, the idea is you're not going to lose Taysom Hill and Derek Carr because Derek Carr is out, right? Like, that would just be foolish. You're not really expecting Taysom Hill to be in that backup quarterback role, so now you can still use Taysom. So you are at least not losing two players because one player is hurt. Going back to the injury report, Paulson Adebo. I've been high on Isaac Yadam throughout camp. I feel like I've made that pretty clear that I really like Isaac Yadam. I think he played well with Paulson Adebo out, right? I think that he is a guy who you can trust, particularly in those nickel packages when Alante Taylor is in the slot. And you saw Alante go outside and base personnel and go inside in nickel. And, you know, you can talk about whether that might be not the optimal setup, but if he is your best nickel corner, then yes, it is the optimal setup because at least that way you are getting your best players on the field as opposed to hoping that Ugo Amadi or someone else can fill in in the slot. And I think long-term, his ability to do that is, an, is, a, is a weapon, right? It, his ability to play both inside and outside, that's going to be an excellent feather in his cap, first of all, in terms of getting a contract in a few years when he's due one. But it's also going to be a big advantage for the Saints in that versatility. You know, like, Marshawn isn't a guy who goes inside. Like, Marshawn is one of the best outside corners in the NFL, but he's not a slot corner, right? That's a different game. It's a different skill set. And Alante, I think, has shown pretty well. He was all over the place. But again, Isaac Yadam, seven pass breakups in that game. Or seven, seven, he forced seven close catches, which is a huge number. I think he had four pass breakups. So, you know, I think they feel confident with him on the outside. And, you know, that makes you feel a little better if Paulson Adebo is still going to be nursing that hamstring injury. You don't have to rush him back if he's not ready. So hopefully he can get back this week, but there's no guarantees. Going down, the only other injury on this list, Foster Morrow dealing with that ankle issue. You know, that's a bummer because I think that he was kind of starting to come into his own. He was getting into the offense a little bit more. He caught a couple passes against the Panthers, and he's out. You know, we did see Jimmy Graham have a slightly bigger role. He caught a touchdown. And as long as Foster's out, keeping Jimmy Graham on the roster feels a lot smarter because I think with him out, you do need that extra body. And uh, so I expect if, if Foster can't go, which ankle injuries can be tough, then I think you'll see another week out of Jimmy Graham. Speaking of Jimmy, he is on this list again, but as a rest day, he and Ryan Ramchek are both kind of on the same program. They didn't get rest days last week ahead of the Packers matchup. They are getting rest days ahead of the Bucks, and they also got rest days ahead of the Titans. So it's like, I think the program is, you know, every two weeks you're giving them a rest day. Um, and as long as they're healthy, that's great. Now, Ryan... I would like to see him play better. You know, we've talked about the offensive line and, you know, a lot of people keep saying, well, Trevor Penning is the huge issue. Guys, if you go back and look at that and we'll talk about this more on the next podcast, Trevor Penning had his best day as a pro, at least as a starting pro against the Packers on a day where the offensive line got torn to shreds. It was not Trevor Penning. And you might say, well, he's getting help on that side. And sure, that is a factor. But two of the sacks were allowed by Ryan Ramchick. Two of the four sacks were allowed by Ryan Ramchick. One of the sacks was allowed by Eric McCoy at center. And then the other one was a really bizarre kind of 
setup where you had a jumbo tight end in and Landon Young, who is the jumbo tight end, ended up singled up on Rashawn Gary, a guy who had two sacks already on the day and ended up getting his third on that play. Trevor Penning only allowed one pressure in that game. He did have two penalties. And so you can look at that and say, well, he would have allowed more if he hadn't held. Sure. But the issue wasn't that he was in, that he was holding in week one. The issue is that he was getting beat so clean that he couldn't even hold. So I actually think Trevor Penning progressed a little bit. My issue is you're supposed to have a lockdown star right tackle in Ryan Ramchek, and you just haven't had it. And to me, that's an issue. To me, that's something you've got to fix. So... You know, if Ryan's getting rest, hopefully uh, he can be better because that's, you know, you can talk about the young guys needing to develop. Uh, you're supposed to have steady starters in Eric McCoy and Ryan Ramchek, and I haven't seen that so far. So that's something I need to see. On the other side, you know, the, the Bucks are dealing with injuries too. They didn't actually have a practice on Wednesday because they played on Monday. So Wednesday was a walkthrough. So these injuries are estimated. But still, you look at this, Carlton Davis – Toe injury, cornerback, limited. Then everyone else is a DMP. Jamel Dean, cornerback, dealing with a neck-slash-shoulder. Servassier, Dennis, linebacker, dealing with a hamstring. Kalijah Kansi, first-round pick, defensive lineman, dealing with a calf injury. Derek Pitts, another cornerback, dealing with a hamstring. Vita Vea, pec injury. He's a DMP. And then Devin White, a foot injury, a DMP. So you're talking about some of the stars on this defense. Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Kalijah Kansi, Vita Vea, Devin White. These are Pro Bowl caliber players, all of whom did not practice on Wednesday or dealing with injuries. So, you know, I would argue that even if even with the Saints dealing with their quarterback as a DMP, I think the Bucs might actually be in worse injury shape in terms of, man, if you don't have these guys out there, uh, I think a Jameis Winston offense is more than capable of making it hurt. So that's going to be something to watch. But that's the injury report breakdown. We're going to come back. We're going to have another segment. We're going to get dive into a lot more of what's going on with Derek Carr. Where is he at? What did he have to say today? We talked to him for about 15 minutes. He was very open about how the injury affected him, you know, how he was feeling coming off the field, you know, and, and this is a guy who does not want to miss games, right? Like he, everyone says that, but there are certain players who, who lived that, who embodied that. Drew Brees was like that. Derek Carr is like that. So he's going to do everything in his power to play. And so we're going to talk more about that. I'm Jeff Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold. Just for a programming note, this is how we're going to work this. Because of the travel, because I'm traveling with the team, road games are going to be tough to do a post-game live chat. So for road games, we are going to loop back around and do something on Monday, which is what we did this week. And then I'm going to do a solo podcast on Wednesdays, breaking down the injury report, like just like you heard, and then getting into a little bit more. It's going to be a little shorter because you only need to hear from from my long winded uh, long winded self for so for so much. But then we're going to have a full episode that posts on Fridays, which breaks down the upcoming matchup, gets into some topics around the team. For example, this week Alvin Kamara, what his return is going to mean, that sort of thing. Now, on home games, so like the we're, the Saints are at home in week four against the Bucks. I will have time to do a live chat after the game. So we'll be going live Sunday, presumably around 5, 5.30-ish, whenever, you know, it's based on how long it takes the game, how long the post-game interviews are, how, how long players are hanging out in the locker room if they win. Usually we get the access a little bit later because they're partying and then we get to them. So, you know, that, that's kind of up in the air. But 
in those weeks, we will have our kind of normal schedule of post-game live chat. That'll post on the pod version after the game, Monday at midnight, whatever you want to look at it. Uh, you will have that to listen to Monday morning. Then we will come back and record a Wednesday episode. It's going to be a fuller episode. And then we'll have the standard preview episode on that Friday. So I'm just trying to explain this so everyone kind of has an idea of when they should be looking for episodes. If they're on the road, expect a little delay in that post game. We will have one and it'll actually be more developed because we'll have a little bit more time to digest. I usually work on the plane and transcribe a lot of interviews. So by the time I record that interview on that podcast on Monday, I have a lot of information. Um, but just that's just something to keep in mind. But all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. I've been tweeting out film notes of getting a little gripes from Odyssey, the company, about posting those on YouTube, so I may have to limit that going forward, but go check that out. And if you haven't left us a rating review on Apple Podcasts, please do that. Stick around. We'll be right back with all the Derek Carr talk you can handle.